Perspective on Business podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Laura. We are sisters and business partners. As we also run a recruitment business with a twist together. Wonderful. So, Laws, what can you expect from our show? So much stuff, Em. Advice, tips and wisdom on business and recruitment with some life hacks thrown in for good measure and a lot of laughs. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, I am Laura Leyland. I'm here with my sister and partner in crime, Emily Leyland. Hola, ¿cómo estás? <laughs> Muy bien, gracias. ¿Y tú? It's nice to be back together. It is nice to be back <laughs> together. I feel like we are quite loud. I'm just going to fiddle ever so slightly. You sound like we're shouting. Oh, okay. And I've got, that cla- that. I've got that claggy coffee mouth. I think that's the creamy oat milk. I mean, it's not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We appreciate, we are grateful mm-hmm. for the oat milk. So, yeah, we'll move on from that. Move on. So, ha- Emily, I was surprised to hear yesterday that um, you were going to parents' evening. I'm just having a sip of water. <laughs> because whilst, whilst Emily's hydrating herself, I will tell you that this is episode number 137. Which is what in Spanish, darling Laura? Episodio numero 137. Look how easy I've made it for you in the prepping of this. Oh, I know. Just I don't even have to remember it anymore. Know, it's all yeah. there for me. I feel Shit, like yeah, a that's not good. Yeah, but it doesn't do your brain any good at all, that does it? No, but I could try and remember something else. Okay, no, what I'll do, I'm going to block it out for next week with white, the white colour thing. What's oh. it called? painter format painter thing so then you have to guess it and then i'll reveal it right okay yeah yeah maybe we should do it on powerpoint where they come in word by word that'd be nice but you mentioned this about the powerpoint and i don't know how to do that i can't remember i don't think i've done it since college because you've said it twice now and each time i feel like it's going to be really magical and we're going to do a really really fancy powerpoint presentation but neither of us know how to do it so if you know how to (laughs) make the words and phrases appear on the screen Message Vicky Taylor on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. So what is today's episode about? It's all about family businesses. Why though? Why though? Because we, we are family. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got all my sisters with me. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> oh my God, it was almost like we'd rehearsed it. Oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, why too. is it all about family businesses? Because there's so many. You actually don't realise how many family businesses there are. Um, there's family business awards, and we are a family business, so we're really aware of it. And there's pros and there's cons. Um, definitely more pros than there are cons, but mm. we wanted to talk about it because I just think people, I don't know, I think people sometimes look down on family businesses. Oh, why? Because I just think, they think, oh, like it's easy, it's been handed to you. Handed to you, okay. so you've not had to work for yeah. it. Um, or it's just, you just, I don't know, like it's not a proper business because you're just sisters or husband and wife team. Like it's like you're just working together. I don't know, I can't articulate it properly. But I feel like it's not always seen as a corporate, as non-family businesses. Well, we are definitely not corporate, but I understand what you mean by that. Like taken as seriously, as well regarded. Yeah. As, so... Yeah, and I do get what you mean because I think when we've gone for other awards that were family business, we've almost not been considered because we were sisters who started it, which is almost harder because it was started from scratch. We just happened to be sisters (laughs) rather than our dad just giving it to us because he's retiring. 
Yeah. Not that that's bad. No, it's not bad because what comes with that is change, like, um, you know, modernizing the business, taking mm. it to the next level, identifying different markets, you know, the different generations of the business will always add something to it. No, they won't, the second and third, and you know, blah, 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 generations won't create it. They might create new departments, new service lines, new products, etc. They'll never create the business from scratch, but they will enhance it. Oh, my goodness. And, and they'll get loads of pushback and stuff. So there's a total different set of challenges, isn't there? Yeah, and then knowing people who have had, um, who have, you know, picked up a second generation business, it's hard because the, the parents might still be in the business, um, you know, at the ripe old age of, you know, in the 70s and might not, might be resistant to change. Mm. So the, the son or daughter or, you know, plural up siblings that are taking it on might want to make changes, but then they're still having to deal with the parents that don't want the change, but they need the change, taking the business to the next level. And it, it can be quite difficult. Oh, yeah, we've heard a lot, haven't we, of, yeah. of this kind of thing. Like, we work with loads of family businesses and, and this is often were the beginning of a lot of the time they're coming to us to talk about recruitment and what they can do differently and what changes we can implement and making it a really really good and positive process but they're like oh but you know my partner um, my mum my, my dad my, my auntie whatever is still in the business and actually they don't want to do this because they want to do what they've always done and so yeah I can imagine that's really hard but that's still I don't I still don't agree with it I think if you're a family business and however you have formed and you were a family business you just got your own story. So I'm annoyed about the previous awards, and I'm more annoyed about this award recently. Oh, I know. <laughs> Before we get on to that, I just wanted to add as well. Like, I, w I watch Dragon's Den. I really enjoy Dragon's Den and the Apprentice businessy type programs. And you, you really, I don't know if the dragons know they're doing it, but sometimes their body language and their facial expressions when people walk in holding hands because they're husband and wife. Oh. Now, I probably wouldn't walk in holding hands with my husband if we were going into pitch for Dragon's Den. Would you say you were a husband? That yeah. Was husband? Right. I would say, like, we're, you know, because it's, it's still a family business. But that's that unity. They're going in, they're almost dead. We don't, we don't need to introduce little husband and wife. Do the dragons, like, look I a bit uncomfortable? It's, it's very, very slight, but you can. And even me, as a watcher who has a family business, almost it, they feel they seem softer than if they'd walked in two separate people that are business partners not related not oh they seem softer what like nicer to them no like the people seem softer like not as oh. not as sharply switched on as business people because they're walking in holding hands because they're a family but and you almost see some of the dragons not all like sarah davis is nice to everybody I think she loves the family. And we element. like her on LinkedIn. Yeah, Shout out to Sarah Davis. We love her. Although she doesn't respond to any of my comments. Oh. I'm not big time enough. She's a very busy lady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, not busy. I mean, she's posting quite regularly. She comments back to, you know, the David Hayes of the world. Oh, right. Maybe we're not made it yet. We've not, not made big it. Time not enough. enough. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then mm. others, other dragons may be, may have, they may judge them. Because of that, so it's just I just find it really. Interesting. I find that really interesting. Yeah, because I feel like, do you think maybe that the whole like going in and holding hands? It's that we are not real whole people on our own. We are only whole together, and therefore, do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, like security, like they're not strong enough to on stand their on their own. own. Yeah. yeah, like you know when you get people when they've gone like, pop idol and what what are the other programs called? Why well, can't I think of any? Oh, Stars arrivals. Yeah, but like X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> that really big one and they're like oh do you know you're an all right singer but you're not strong enough on your own so what we're gonna do yeah. we're gonna put you in a group maybe it's like that maybe that's what people think of family businesses you're not strong enough on your own 
But then a lot of businesses have business partners. They don't. Some people set up on their own. Some people set up with somebody else. Not a family, but they're business partners. Mm. So it's a, it is it is weird because Ooh. it doesn't mean just because they're going in holding hands or they're a family that they're not they're not switched on. They're not sharp. They're not strong. It's just that they they love each other. They do love each other, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Imagine if me and you went in holding hands, skipping. <laughs> But to be fair, if I went in and I feel like so I'm I don't really watch a lot of telly. I'm yeah, it's I don't really know a lot about what's going on in the world apart from what I can see right in front of me. So, but if I was an avid watcher like you and I'd been watching their body language and then I got on the show and they changed when I walked in, there is no way I wouldn't be able to say so I'd have to have to say something about what's up with you. Why why have you just grimaced at me holding hands with my sister? This is why I don't think I could go on Dragon's Den because if they were if they challenged me, I would I won't be able to hold my shit together. Yeah, and we're gonna come on to challenges later. <laughs> I know. We are I I feel like when someone challenges me and I and I really dislike this about myself and it's something that I actually don't know how to work on, but it feels like a challenge is an attack. And, I, and we both feel like this, don't we? Um, yeah. And it's the same, you know, even if Tom, I don't really like to say if he doesn't like something I'm wearing. And, and that's fine, isn't it? Like, I know outside of it that it's fine that he doesn't like that. I've just tried it on. He's like, I'm not a massive fan. I'm like, why not? And I, and I know what I'm, I don't, I'm, and I'm not even meaning to do it. It's just my immediate reaction because I feel like he's attacking me, but he's not. He's just saying, I don't massively like that. It's not my favourite. Yeah. yeah. And I know. He's not saying you look terrible. No, he's but not. But that's how we interpret it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Oh, honestly. It's like we recently spoke to a marketing person and she was asking us questions and saying things <laughs> to us. She wasn't being mean to us. But um, the feedback from her um, to someone else that we know was that we were really defensive. <laughs> and then we were really defensive then because she, <laughs> even more so because she said we were defensive and I was like I wasn't defensive how dare we you will defend the fact that we are not defensive <laughs> you can screw <sighs> you in your defensive comment but to be fair I thought she was defensive but I guess our filter is just set to constant defense <laughs> honestly we should have been there but we do get a lot of shit and shade on social shit media <laughs> I need to take his headphones off. We get we get it on social media from other people, but at network because we're recruiters, we get a lot of rubbish yeah, thrown at us. So maybe we're just used to deflecting and defending, and that's our go-to. And I think as women as well, you know, like uh, we are still. I mean, I've not done sociology for a long time, but when I did it, you know, we were all part of the out group, um, and I'm not going to get into politics and stuff like that. But I do think you are constantly defending yourself. And, and, and trying to validate yourself against any potential criticism. But I think sometimes your radar is too sensitive to criticism, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. And that does depend on your feeling and what's going on outside oh, of that situation. Yeah. I'm watching um, SAS Who Dares Wins, and I think oh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd quite like to go I on it. I think you'd be great but at that. when they're screaming in my face, calling me, I see you, see you next Tuesday. Do they? I don't think, I I think when, on the last bit, you know, where they, they kidnap them and then they interrogate them and they put them in stress positions to keep them up all night. I don't think when I'm tired and hungry and they're, and they're screaming at me that I'll be able to hold it together at that point. I think I would yeah. bite. Because there was one woman. I've just finished it. Where are you watching this? Me and Tom could absolutely mm, smash the like sleep deprivation four. bit and the stress positions. I'm like, whatever the BBC iPlayer version of Channel 4 is. Right, okay. So watch it on there. And uh, 
Yeah, you would be able to do really well on yeah. it. But there was one woman who, she has a little girl, and obviously they've been on the show for nearly three weeks, and she's not seen her, and he really played on that, and he was like, you're an awful mum, he was swearing at her, you're an no, awful mum, you've just left your little Why? girl, you're not ringing her, how will she feel? And I'm like, oh and God, she held so it together, and she, she didn't, she didn't let it get to her. The but I know, and I'm like, wow, if he did, I don't know what the equivalent would be for me, but I was like, wow, that is impressive that she's managed to, she's sleep deprived, she's starving, and she's managed to hold what back that What is the point emotion. of that, though? Why does it have to be such personal stuff, though? Because I don't that's understand. that's what would happen if you did genuinely get kidnapped and you were in yeah, the SAS. Yeah, okay. Oh, they would, no. They would find any weakness by talking to So she volunteered the information, which she probably shouldn't have done. And so any sign of weakness, they'll just push and push and push to get you to break. This is awful. Yeah. I feel like we've gone off piece. But anyway, yeah. talking about And I'm just making children. a note before I do the write-up for the show. Because <laughs> I always forget what we've spoke about. Then I'm like, this is what we spoke about. <laughs> so. Talking about children and daughters. How is parents' evening? I never, ever thought that um, as a one-year-old she would have a parents' evening. I know. And do you know what? I really like it. Because I guess when you're trying to choose a nursery for your baby, all I thought about was someone to look after Billy. You know when I wasn't there? That's, yeah. that's that's what you would yeah. think, childminder nursery. Take care of them when without you I'm not having children and I'm not in the education system in terms of I'm not a teacher, I don't work in that sector. And it's, and it's only recently I heard one of my friends talking about she does work in the education sector and she was like, I'm looking for a nursery at the moment, like how's Billy getting on? And I was telling him and she was like, you know, I need my, my daughter to be challenged and, and nurtured and, and, and well, educated and all this. And I was like, God, I haven't even thought about it like that. And then I thought, am I... Have, have, I not, have I not picked up on something here? But luckily, where she goes is really good. Anyway, because Tom picks her up all the time, they're telling Tom all this stuff, and obviously he gives me some snippets of it, but, you know, he's, like he's, Pete he's a Tom. to the vets. Yeah, the, I you, never you, get you the come full. back with, yeah, everything's all right, and literally the leg could be hanging off, and it's like, right, okay. And um, apparently, a few weeks ago, he's been given this document you know, that says, like, where she is now, what we're working towards, what she's good at. And, I, and she was like, oh, have you seen this? I was like, obviously, <gasps> I haven't seen this. And it was saying, you know, she just started taking her first steps, and she's walking now. So, and she was like, well, I'll, do, I'll force copy this for you, and then we can, we can give you a copy at home. Anyway, so we've got a new one of this, and it's mint. And then you've got this whole, like, almost, yeah, more of a document, but almost like... Like there's a few different pages and there's loads of different statements about where your baby is. They highlight the stuff that they do and then they don't, the stuff that they don't do. So then you know where they're meant to be. And I think as a non-parent before, I've never had kids on no comparison. It's actually really good. And they said she's absolutely where she needs to be. We've got no issues with her at all. Oh. And it was ace. But it was really good. celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then I had a look at some of the bits that weren't highlighted. But she actually does them at home. So, you know, I feel like, come on, Bills. Like, she helps. So it's saying, like, doesn't assist with um, when you dress her and stuff. And she does have a, like, arm up. She puts it up. I've got a little Leg up, like over your head now. Well, they all say different things. Exactly, but I was like, oh my god, Bill, you're absolutely like, put your arm in his back. I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's like, like, arm me up, up, arm me up. I know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, because I just, I randomly said it at work, so we were at work, weren't we? And I was like, shit, I need to go, I've got parents even. Everyone's like, what? (laughs) Have you got another child that we don't know about? Tiny baby parents evening. But do you know what? It was really, really good. But this, again, you know, like if they were saying to me, oh, that she wasn't where she needs to be. Oh, don't, I don't. And I'm, I'm going to have to, I don't know, I'm going to have to work on something that I don't know how to work on. Um, but yeah, I feel like if they were saying to me... <laughs> I'm not sure how you would do that. I know, but I don't know, but we've been like this forever and I'm 35 now. 
And I think I'm still, you know, still, if, she, if they started saying, you know, um, so she's not where she needs to be and we're really going to have to work on this, I'd be like, who the do you think I, you are? I think we only feel like that if we don't agree. And because we're strong, strong, independent women <coughs> and we will put our thoughts forward. And if we don't agree with someone, we will say. So if they said something that you agreed with, I don't think you would necessarily get defensive because you'd be like, do you know I what? Fair not. enough. Let's do something about home. it. Yes. Have you got any ideas? Because, But if, if they say something like what you've just said about be, uh, doing it at home, then that could come across as defensive, but you're, you're just correcting them because yeah. you're like, okay, fair enough, but she does do that at home. And they're like, mm, whatever, defensive parent. Well, listen, I see her more, bitch. She's uh, got a head, head in the sand, but that might not be true, but you might come across as defensive when really you're just giving them the other information that they don't know. Yeah, okay. But people interpret it as defensive. Yeah, it's their fault. It, it's always everybody I'm going to have to take fault. my jumper off. Okay, this is fine. I'm hot, hot, hot. I've had my jumper on and off, on and off, all morning today. I've got a new PT, and she is brutal with the swapping of jumpers. Well, I, can't, I like freezing, and then, honestly, we did these tiny exercises. I'm like, oh, these are easy. Absolutely sweating cobs, took my oh, jumper off. Okay. And then I put it back on in between sets because I'm freezing because it's, like, minus one today. And then, yeah. Is it minus one? Yeah, my car was kind of frozen this morning. Don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Tom might have defrosted it. Oh. Sometimes oh, he does that. Very nice. I know. I know. I am grateful for things like that, even though I probably don't say. So, yeah. What have you been up to? What's going on? Oh, my goodness. I've adopted two pugs. Yay. I know this information already. It's not a shock to me, but it might be. To everybody to you. else. Adopt, don't shop. Recycle. Definitely recycled recycling animals. lives, recycling dog lives. So they're they're called well they were called Betty and Bert. Were they? Yeah. Well I didn't Betty and Bert. They mm. didn't like the names. Well they didn't know the names and I didn't so like them. So they didn't em. like them. <laughs> <laughs> they're like mm, Sorry, who, I don't like Betty, so I'm not even going to engage. I'm not going to flick my ears. So I've renamed them Penny. Oh, and they're such wonderful names. They do sound quite middle class, though. <laughs> like a really sort of middle class power couple. Well, they have to go with Louis. Louis is quite a... Louis oh, is, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, they've all been privately educated. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, it makes me sad when people give up on their dogs, though. It really does. And I do think it's the right decision to, especially like with the pug rescue, it's amazing because I think it's much better for people to go to an individual rescue. Yeah. You know, that is about the breed rather than just a shelter. A shelter. And I'm not, and some shelters are absolutely amazing. Like, so um, Amanda Greenwood from Lancashire Women was telling me about the Dogs Trust that's amazing because it's almost like a franchise, I think. Oh, right. I think um, that, uh, that could be absolutely incorrect information, but I think that's what she said when we went for that walk up River. But I think some breeds are quite particular, aren't they? And um, and I think when you do go, if you are thinking about rehoming your dog, maybe look at that. Don't just take them to the nearest shelter. Oh, because they all have different needs. So like the pug, pugs, so breed fulfilment is a massive thing in dogs, and it's why dogs get depressed. So oh. the pugs were bred to be lap dogs. So yeah. they want to be with you all the time. They want to sit on your knee. They want to sit next to you. That is them living the best life. That is them working. Fulfilling. Career-led dogs. Com companion dogs, yeah. yeah. They're living the best life, fulfilling the destiny, yeah. well, happy. Yeah. Um, but then they've got all their creases and they've got male breathing problems. They need to be looked after in a specific way. Um, but then other breed fulfillments, like they, they go hunting or they, they're working dogs. Yeah. They like go sniffing things out and finding things um, or go and collecting stuff. You know, when they've gone been hunting, they'll go and get, get things. And it's, 
And they need lots of exercise. They need to be mentally stimulated and engaged. Absolutely. So if you can take them or go and get them from specific places, then I would always Definitely, recommend. but it's also, don't just get a dog because you think it looks And a, a, a dog is not way. just a dog, they're all different. Absolutely, and it's like, oh, I really like the look of that dog. You know, I know someone who's just, uh, and I'm, I'm probably not going to describe it, but anyway, someone who's got a dog that is absolutely not suitable for them because they don't go out walking. So this dog is crackers. It's just, you walk in the house and it just jumps all over you. And it really, really winds me up when dogs do this. It's, I know that Lenny's, Lenny is like, well behaved and obviously he's not entirely well behaved we've got some issues but <laughs> he doesn't jump up at people and he, he is actually well mannered isn't he yeah so he doesn't jump up if you're on the floor I might gently stand on you and give you a hug yeah <laughs> yeah he does love he, like, he loves standing on your lap but yeah and I just think this dog is like this because it's just desperate for any kind of attention interaction because it isn't it's not mentally stimulated and it's then this is when you give up on your dog yeah, it's not being fulfilled, it's not being stimulated, and it's not burning off the energy that it naturally has. And then they're like, oh, my dog is it's mental, I can't deal with oh, it, I can't I'm going to give it up, because yeah. I can't cope with it. I'm like, it's your fault. Mm. Don't get a dog. Like, Border Collies, they love to, like, well, shepherd things. Shepherd sheep, that is I mean, what they were. Sheep, they'll, they'll, they'll shepherd anything. Yeah, your kids, whatever. They're you so know. intelligent. And then to get them in a house and they're just in there all the time, they, they barely go on any walks, they, they will be depressed. Yeah, they will. And it's, uh, I don't know, I do, and I don't want to get too much into it because I think it must be a really, really hard decision to rehome your dog. And if you listen to this, I don't want to make you feel bad because I really don't because I think it must be awful, but I just... I don't know, maybe but we should stop there, because I just, Lenny is my dog son, and it doesn't matter how challenging things got, he does, he, he, it's like Billy, I wouldn't, oh, then you start him over like adopting and fostering, it's, it's too, it's too tense but a topic, all, isn't it? Yeah, but also, whilst we don't agree in giving up on your dog, because that's just the people we are, um, what I do respect is that that decision to give up your dog so it can have a better life, yeah. is, I respect that, because yes. that's not an easy decision, and it would... If you kept the dog and he didn't look after it properly, that would almost be worse. Emily's storming off. <laughs> she has left the building. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. The studio is lovely, but it's, um, I'm looking over there and I'm like, oh, I've got the flashing in my eyes. But, yeah, so just really think about your choices. <laughs> yeah, think about it. I think, think about it. Take a second. So me and Laura went for a run talking about family members. <laughs> went for a run last weekend and it was absolutely disgusting so the weekend before we've not actually done a podcast where we spoke about the 10k have we together no we spoke no. about it with other people with other people yes so we did a 10k and we absolutely smashed it it was it was really good we all we all got personal best which is absolutely mega but then I think because it's race day and there's people there and it's exciting and you've got the flat. adrenaline going and it's flat mostly flat I would not say that's flat uh, mostly flat that first hill is upsetting when you see people trundling up it I suppose in comparison but like pack horses yeah, but in comparison to running around Chola which is which I've realised since running is very very Babe, I run around Leyland and it is flat and it's oh. only when I went for a run with Laura Laura's like come to Rivy and obviously I love Rivy but I've never ran well I we used to try and run up River, River Pike, didn't we, when we were training for the three-peats, which, you know, went tits up. But she was like, let's go for a run, we'll do 12K. And honestly, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I think I've got asthma again since we started training for this marathon, which <laughs> had cured my asthma uh, years before. Because your body said, no, I'm not it doing is. it. It's 
like, we're not going to breathe for you. But honestly, I've got asthma again. I haven't taken my nail before it, so my, my airways were pretty tight, which obviously isn't great. And we drank great. a lot of wine. We'd had wine the night before. I'd been out on a date day. The day before. The day the before. The wine before. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we messed up the cube, which was, you know, very upsetting. But I'd drunk a lot. You know, I had to drown my sorrows. And honestly, it was just awful. Hills, mud. Lenny lunging at cars and motorbikes and stuff. And honestly, I was just I was just pissed off through the whole thing. And, you know, if Laura wasn't my sister, I'd have told her to piss off again. So there you go. Families, you know, it's not all positive. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not all positive. I no. don't think it's positive all the time <laughs> in, like, your friendships or your non-family relationships. No, definitely not. Because that's it. Relationships, they go up and down. They need work. But I think sometimes in your family, yeah. because you're a family and you're automatically linked and you see each other a lot, mm. um, you assume <laughs> that you... I think you just take it for granted that you don't need to put the work in. Yeah. I don't know how I've got to this. From Paul, yeah, because it's not all positive. Because uh, any, any relationship needs work, but I think you probably don't work on your family relationships as much as you might do romantic and your friendship mm. because it, you take it for granted that you're family. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, that. Ab- absolutely. And I, I do think... I feel like you just... You know you're a bit more yourself with your family yeah. and your partner. Yeah. And I think that's really good. I think that's really, really powerful. And obviously, this relates back to the family business because this is where you've got your successes and you've got your chat, you've got your positives and your negatives. Because you know, like you can be yourself, which means you can be moody, you can be pissed off, you can be grumpy, you can be down, you can show all the different emotions Sounds that like you were make singing you. That song by Mikey. You could be green, you can be green. We don't know any of the words, um, but yeah, and 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 that's I think that's really powerful in one sense because it means you're comfortable and you've not got the fear that this person is going to sack you off. Yeah, which is lovely and I feel like we should feel like that about other relationships in our life but we don't we do, do oh we? my god definitely not I probably feel like that with Pete that's my boyfriend at the moment but I, I don't feel at like the moment. that <laughs> it's my boyfriend at the moment but I'm gonna change hey, it next only year because hopefully he might you know put a ring on it oh, at some point oh right um, it's not what she meant she's just backpedaling there <laughs> <laughs> in case moving, Pete's listening. Moving on. <laughs> I don't think he listens anymore. Might no, Tom doesn't listen. That's no. why he's, he's been his true self. Because they're like, do you know what? I don't need to put the effort in anymore and listen to the podcast. Honestly, when he was trying to that. impress me, he ran a half marathon with me. Now he won't even run a 5K with me. Because yeah. he got me now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. He's got him there and he has a pizza on the side of his yeah, roast dinner. Oh, yeah, I don't feel that level of security with my friendships or my work relationships. Absolutely I feel like not. If I am set my true self sometimes, that they'll just leave me. Yes, definitely. I'm just making a note of true self and for that's what I think. later what, reference. One of, when people, so many people say to us, oh my God, there's no way I could work with my brother and my sister. And I'm like, well, that, that makes me actually feel sad because that tells me that you've not got as good aura and as deep a bond and a relationship that we have and we appreciate it like you you know that you want another child because you want Billy to have that relationship with another sibling because of the experience that we've had and the biggest positives for me of having a family business and I can only talk from our experience is that 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 non-verbal communication because you've been communicating with each other all your lives yeah Uh, well not maybe all my life all of Emily's life all of Emily's life. She's yes, the, youngest the youngest sister, sister by four years. Which is obvious. She's yes. so radiant. Oh my God, looking. so honestly, so radiant. <laughs> I get 12 hours sleep a night. <laughs> um, you've been working on that communication all the time. And so 
you you better communicate with each other, but that non-verbal body language, the looks you give each other, say a thousand words. And also, you've got each other's back no matter what. Yeah. And that, and I it's think those, that's those ticket, are two main it? things. Yeah. Me. Because, like, when it even. Even when I started working with you at Eden House, so I, I worked in agencies. It was Laura's idea, idea to get me in recruitment, and I fecking hated it. I absolutely could not stand it. I went to three or four recruitment agencies, and I was awful. I mean, I don't think I was actually that bad at what I did, but honestly, my days were just spent hiding behind my screen, Um I would just be Sitting so scared. I would dream about having a car crash, which I know sense. And I said this in the office yesterday, and Vicky's like, that is so extreme. And I'm like, honestly, babe, and I wish it was a lie. But it wasn't. I was like, oh, I wonder if this train is going to trap my head as, as the door closed, and then I'm going to be injured and I can't go to work. And honestly, because I just hated it, I felt really anxious every single day. I felt like I was no good. I wasn't supported. I could be sacked at any moment. Um, and it just it just wasn't nice. And it was only when I was like, do you know what? I've, I'm, I'm sacking all this off. And Laura said, why don't you come and work for me? Laura had had the agency background and then went internal for an IT company and um, and so she was heading up the internal recruitment. recruitment function and so she hired me and that all that fear even though Laura wouldn't as much as she, uh, Laura was my boss then but she wasn't the owner of the company because the company was quite large you know so say someone didn't want me in the business whilst Laura could fight my corner she would not be able to secure my place entirely would you no but that that didn't quite that wasn't in my mind. It was the safety that I felt working with Laura and that we were this team. And then that then enabled me, because I felt safe and secure and content in the role, I could then do a good job. Whereas I've never yeah. ever felt like that before. You know what, I never knew that. That that's how you felt. Yeah. Aww. It was just like I had someone who had my back and, and wouldn't necessarily judge me or, you know, like not believe me if yeah. I'd said certain things or you would trust me to be honest with you. Whereas you know, I know myself, like, we're cyni you're cynical, aren't you? Like, shit happens, and, and you're cynical. Like, we've had people leave us that we really didn't want to leave us. And, and obviously the opposite, people who have left because they wanted them to leave. But it still hurts. It always hurts. And But you feel like you get cynical to stuff. If someone's sick, you can't help but get cynical because you've been burnt before. Yeah. And it's shit that you do that. Whereas with your family member, you don't get that. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. You, you just... It's trust, safety, belief, yeah. respect. Um, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, I completely understand what what you're trying to say. But that's what when we first started fresh, and obviously, because I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hire for ages, and I think it's that because I didn't want to move away from that little bubble, little bubble that we had, yeah, and that, and extending that into someone else um, was was a big leap for me. And you wanted it a lot more than and than me, but you were thinking about the future when, where I wasn't. I was thinking about this feels nice. I've never felt like this because I've had so many different jobs in different industries. Safety was something I never ever felt. So I did. I wasn't re ready to let go of that. But once I'd obviously got over myself and thought, right, we do want to move fresh forward. We've got something really special here. We're dead different in the marketplace. Blah blah blah. I then started to think of of bringing in women, and I did only want women to work for us. And obviously, it's different now. I can say that because we do have a boy, um, and but he is wonderful. <coughs> and he is wonderful, Shout and we out absolutely to Tom. love him. That's not Emily's <coughs> other half. No, this is Tom. Tom the fresh boy but <laughs> I wanted people Tom, in Tom fresh, fresh to feel really safe and inspired and content so that they could feel all those things and they felt like Do you know what even when it's hard because recruitment is hard I still feel good about coming to work 
Yeah, and our our that family feel the the way that we feel about each other, the way we communicate with each other, and how we treat each other, has has now flowed down through the business yeah. into the val- values we created, and and then it it feels more like a family. And I know people, you see posts like um, the the dissing what employers say, like we're like a family, and they're like oh that means that you don't get paid properly and you're expected yeah. to do more, which isn't tr- isn't how we mean it. It's how we treat each other, how we care about each other, value each other, respect each other. It's more we want we're more involved in each other's lives than just employer, um, employee, and mm. colleagues. And I do think that's another benefit of a family business, that the family's at the top, potentially, but that, that feeling should spread through the company. And you get, when you speak to other family businesses, you really see that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it, and I hope, and even though, because it is, because recruitment is really tough, and we do sometimes have to have really difficult conversations, but I, I really do hope that the team do feel safe and they feel like they are an extension of our family. Because I do genuinely love them, and that's why it hurts so much when people leave. And we've got one of our team leaving at the moment because she's going going to do something ent- entirely different. And honestly, it's it's just so oh. hard. It's such a hard pill to swallow. Really, it's but really this painful. Do, it is really painful, and it, but it happens, and it's it shits. And so we totally understand how it feels for, for good people to leave. Because you know, if someone's not doing well and they're not the right fit anymore, and you know, it's whilst it's still sad, you do all, you do almost feel. Do you know what? It's the right thing. A bit like when a relationship breaks down, but you still care about them. Yeah. Don't love them anymore, like that kind of not thing. Not in love with them. Not in love, love with them. them. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Whereas when you, you know, when you feel like someone is still right and they're still really good at what they do and all that kind of stuff, it absolutely hurts. And and I think that family business stuff is probably why it hurts more than if we weren't in that situation. Yeah. And this is probably one of your cons that yeah, that you have extended your family out to your employees and when they leave never thought about it that way that that's why it hurts us that it might not hurt other people that haven't got a family business they might not feel like that about their their people and so when they do leave it doesn't hit them as hard Mm. and i think that's and as well maybe that's because we feel like we've not got a choice that we couldn't leave because it's the family yeah. And so when other people leave, we're like, how could you? How, how this is you our family cons- home. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if other family businesses feel like this. It'd be really, really interesting to know. I mean, we come from family business. Our dad had a bakery that was passed on to him by, or he bought it off his, own, uh, off his brother, Tony. And then we were brought up in this family bakery. And it wasn't just a bakery. It was an off-license. It was absolutely everything he Corner did. Corner like, Yeah, it outside was literally catering. outside catering. Yeah. And, and we worked in there from being absolutely tiny. So, you know, family, that whole, like, that... That was like the centre of our world, wasn't it? Like smelling of pies was just really... <laughs> it's just our natural odour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was, wasn't it? And I think m- on our mum's side as well, they had a sweet shop that was then part of their house as well. So they were brought up in that situation. So it's like come from both sides. And then obviously me and Laura have, have come together and, and now we've got fresh. It's interesting, our roots... Yeah. Of, of where it's come from. And I think because well, we work from a young age, that's why we have a really strong work ethic now. Oh, my goodness, and I think a yeah. lot of family businesses will be similar. Yeah. And I feel like you get a lot more from them. So it might feel more intense, but that family business might go further places and it might go faster because of the urgency and pace and the work ethic of the people that mm. that are kind of be- behind it yeah definitely and some cons I remember so me and Laura obviously we don't we don't get on all the time and the problem is me and Laura's because we work together we like what Laura was saying earlier we don't tend to prioritize time outside of work because we probably take for granted the stuff that we do inside of work well we just think we see each other nearly every day but then we're like we're 
But we're not as sisters. You're just doing work together, yeah. absolutely. And so we know that then the cracks start showing in our relationship and we probably need like a stern word and stuff. And I don't really know how that manifests to other people because obviously we're not other people. And, and I think we are honest about it, not always being hunky-dory, but it is... I don't know if, if, it, if it does come across to other people and they think, oh my God, this is tense, but I actually don't think they do. But, and the reason I'm talking about this is I've heard about, you know, husband and wife duos that would openly argue. Like me and Laura have never, ever had an argument in the office ever. Not We've not even had it in a meeting room. No, to be fair, we don't really argue. It's more just like um, the, the, the communication dies down. It's just it becomes, emotional uh, voice notes. Yeah, emotional blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's emotional. I mean, thank God for voice voice notes. Honestly, I feel like they're really good for being able to say how you feel without interruption for then someone to go and listen to it, digest it, and then come back when they're ready. I do feel like it's great like well, that. Well, yeah, because and because and people can interpret it in the wrong way, much less because you've got tone, uh, pace. Absolutely. So, it's not Rather than a text with no kiss on the end. <laughs> <gasps> But, so I can imagine, you know, we, we really do. And I don't, no, I don't even think we, we go above and beyond to make sure that it doesn't upset the team. I just don't think that it does because I don't think we do let it bleed in no. to, to it. And obviously, you know, I would just maybe leave the office or go into a meeting if I was, if I was upset about something. And But I would always be like, I'm absolutely fine. I'm dealing with this situation. I, I don't like, we really try not to make the team feel paranoid or uneasy. But I guess how would you, because we're trying to say people should, try and work family businesses and stuff like that but obviously you've got like a husband and wife duo for example who are arguing in front of oh, the team like, so how are you even going to cope with that and also like we've known some family businesses where there's more family members in the business than non-family members and that will be difficult yeah and like yeah it's like a, a click isn't it but then i suppose the, the arguing won't just be family businesses like other business partners will argue Absolutely. but won't be family businesses and they might argue in front of the team which would be really odd because then like who do we listen to oh my goodness yeah but i've never heard people like obviously we've heard people moan about that but it's not then connected to something like oh like husband and wife yeah so there's we no get, stigma attached we would to be it judged more for because it we're sisters. because we're sisters whereas in one of my agencies two of the directors one of them said he was doing something the other was like hey effing joking i don't know why i'm not swearing um <laughs> Are you fucking joking? Oh, that's a shit idea. No, no, no. And they had this argument in front of everyone. And we were like, ooh, this is awkward. Awkward turtle. Because they couldn't be on the phone because they were effing and jeffing at each yeah, other. Yeah. So like, you forced what, what to do listen. We do? I'm like, does anyone want a brew? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, but you but wouldn't slag them off. You would be like, oh my goodness, those business partners then. No, you wouldn't be like, oh God, this is this is, this is is what you get for working for our own business. God, it's because of sisters. Oh, God, yeah. here we go. Husband and wife drama bringing it to work. But you wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't say that about someone who was in no. our family. I think we just like to label things, don't we? Like, just humans, it's like we must, there must be a reason for this, and it's because they're female or they're male or they're sisters or they're. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, we have well, to label yeah, things, and I don't with know his why. It's bias, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Why, well, you not, probably don't even realise you're doing it, yeah. but you're being biased towards it because of whatever, whatever reason. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Um, and then. And then I suppose, I think as well, talking about judging family businesses different than you might non-family businesses and members, when we go into awards, we never do well in the family business category. Why? I, I know. And we, we think, because we've not had any feedback, we think it's because we don't have genera different generations. Generational family business. Yeah, which I... I we're at the beginning. We're almost like a family business start. We can't have... We can't have... Gener we have got... Billy will take over fresh. Well, you've got to... 
make have the baby make the baby have the baby grow you know grow, grow the, the baby. baby yeah and she's only fo- she's she's 14 months but we do so we've got generations like we've got Lenny and Louie and the new pugs yeah. Bruce and Penny they are our children. It's like we're being judged for not having kids sooner. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a whole new episode. Because that's, cause to have generations, you have to have children. Yeah, you what, do. If you can't have children or you don't want children, then you'll always be judged as a family business that hasn't got other generations of family mm. in it. This is interesting. So we are judging <laughs> the Biebers this year. Which is really exciting for us because we've not done this before. Um, but we were asked and we were like, yes, Laura's doing Scale Up. Which I'm um, very which excited is, about. Yeah, and we're super passionate about that. But I'm doing Family. And it'll be really interesting to see what the other judges are looking for. Because I don't really care about... Obviously, you know, it's a lovely story, isn't it? It's generational. But that doesn't... It's more about how the family elements of it enable this business to be what it is to today yeah, how they harness that family element um and and channel it in a real positive way yeah. so that it's a superpower yeah that's what i want to know i'm not i don't think one family business is worse than the other because they've not got generations to yeah, pass it down absolutely. okay they've not been going as long so therefore they might not be as big or well established yeah that is not a negative but that's different that's big business that's like scale up and stuff yeah. they're, they're different things the family is about if you are family members in a business that's that's obviously award worthy, award yeah. winning worthy. But it'd be I'd, I'd love to know what the other judges are looking for in that because obviously me and Laura aren't, aren't judging the same one. But if it is very much generational, it's no wonder we've never got a look in we'll when it comes adopt. to the. We'll have to go and adopt some kids. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, we can do that. I mean, I think it takes a long time, but luckily we're not in the Biebers this year. <laughs> you know, we are, we are having a really shit time when it comes to awards, and I don't know. I don't know if it's because... Do you know what I've just suddenly thought? Is it because we've started our own awards? They're all like... They feel like the new kids on the block. Reckon. And they feel like... I don't know, like we're rivaling, even though we are massive advocates of the Red Rose, the Biebers, this new one that family I can't remember the name because they've not award. considered us. Do you know what upsets me as well? And this might, I might be talking out of turn here, but I'm going to run with it. Is that I, we had... A, she was really wanting to have a one-to-one with me. So <coughs> the lady who runs these awards. Yeah. So we had a one-to-one and found out more about each other. She told me about her awards. I'm like, this, I'm really interested and we'll enter. Then we entered and we've not got through to the finals, which is disappointing, but I get it. So I've emailed her. So in, in, she was emailing me a lot to get this one-to-one booked in. Um, and we did it. And then I've emailed her asking for feedback. She's not replied. And I just think that's really disappointing. Mic drop. It is disappointing because we love... Other people mustn't ask for feedback because when we ask for feedback, because you do it quite a lot, don't you, especially with the awards and stuff, because they want to know how we can make things better, how we can improve our process in terms of it's the application, is it the interview, what is it? But people are really reluctant to give it. And I, and I don't know... Because it's constructive, know. probably. They feel bad. Is it? Or is it because no one else is asking it? So the fact that we're asking for it is just a bit like, well, I can't be asked. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've done my award bit. I can't bother giving you feedback you after it. I don't know because I feel like it, feedback, you know, if you went for an interview, which is the exact same as an award application, yeah. then you would expect feedback, wouldn't you, after it? So, but yet, and we go above and beyond to get interview feedback for our candidates from clients, but it's absolutely expected. It's part of the process. But yet, whenever we do the awards, and we're doing them for years now, whenever we ask for feedback, we receive pushback. And what is it? Sure, it it's either taboo and no one's asking for it, or it's what you said, it's constructive and people don't want to give well, it. I don't know which it is. The last one we got from the Red Rose last year, um, I asked one... Oh, we one did get the, feedback, didn't we? One of the judges I, I gave me feedback and she said um, it was a really positive presentation. It was really, really good. There was nothing I would suggest to change. And I'm like, well, how but is she, that? But she might have wanted you to win it. Maybe, yeah, okay. 
So because it's not, it's not necessarily going to be a unanimous well, decision. Like, there's nothing I can do then to be better to try and get through. And then this year we didn't get through. <laughs> no, but I think because um, I, I think Lisa, Lisa Sauerbutt's got feedback though, didn't she? And she got I, an email to us, so I don't know if I actually did ask. And I think the, um, the guy uh, Richard who heads up um, uh, Lancashire Business View who do the Red Rose Awards, he did ring in to give feedback. I've just not returned his call yet, so I will ring him back oh, and get amazing. some. Oh, amazing. Right, okay, cool. This is good. I think if more people are asking for it, it's going to become n more normal though then and we can look at how we can improve. But I guess it all depends on who your interviewers are at the time, doesn't it? And who is assessing your awards application because it's going to be different every year. Yeah. But still go for it. I think we're going to, we need to wrap it up, don't we? Yeah. We're talking fast for <laughs> the ages. Yeah. Harness your superpower of being a family business. Don't shy away for it. Don't try. And someone once told me and Emma that we have to pretend that to not be sisters to be successful in business, <laughs> which is like asking water to not be wet. Yeah. It's impossible. So don't let people do that. You are a family business. Don't try to behave like you aren't a family business because that will have a negative impact. Um, really own it. Uh, run with it. Own that shit. Promote it. Channel it. Use all the positives. Um, to, to, as a superpower and you will absolutely succeed absolutely 100% and before we let you go so we have sold what feels like a million freshies tickets our awards charity awards night is going to be the 23rd of June we are doing it at bum 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 drum Rivington Barn. <laughs> Rivington Barn. We needed a big bowl. We do. We, so we had it at the TPs last year, which holds 220. Rivy Barn holds 350. And the idea of getting 350 people to come. Terrifying. It's terrifying, isn't it? Because obviously it's our third year. This is big for us. It's a big venue. But we've already sold. What we've, is it? We've filled the TPs. Now, so if we weren't moving to a new venue, we won't be able to sell any more tickets. And, and it's March. And ha yeah, it's March. We've got three months, and half the finalists haven't bought theirs yet. Which is fucking min ow. <laughs> Emily's so passionate, she's hurting herself. Yeah, so I feel like we are going to get to a point where people want to come and there's no tickets available, which Ooh. would just be mega. We've been a lot more strategic though, haven't we? Which I think obviously each year we're going to get better with the process and obviously make it just easier, but obviously more successful. And it's just been, people want to come. They, oh, they want to come, which is... proper snowballing. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. So if you do want, um, want the link to book tickets, want more information about it, want to sponsor the Freshies so it is all for charity so the more money we, we can get in in terms of paying for food uh, DJ you know like stuff like that then obviously we can give more to charity we donated about six grand last year and I reckon we could probably donate between like what 10 and 20 grand this year Oh, yeah. Maybe 15 to 20 grand because yeah. obviously we did six last year so yeah please get in touch with us um, hello at fp dash resourcing.co.uk it's on the outro anyway isn't it is it on the outro the website is and you can contact us through the website yeah contact us telephone through number on there as well yeah right it's 45 minutes we're gonna go bye, bye. Thanks, thanks for listening to a fresh, fresh perspective on business podcast please make sure you subscribe to us and don't forget to follow us and leave us a five-star rating or review you can also find us on youtube tiktok facebook instagram and linkedin god we are everywhere and our website address is www.fp-resourcing.co.uk and that's a wrap bye, bye.